grab a red shirt, flash your W's. It's game day, Wisconsin. David Gilroy from the three. 
I'm going to go with you, Stu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to do it, but I also don't. No, you don't hate to do it because it's the correct answer. I mean, I was expecting it. It's all right. Uh, lots to get into today as Wisconsin, 4-4 four and four on the season, gets ready to host an already bowl-eligible Maryland Terrapins team. That must be nice, yeah. Whoa, yeah, that, that must be nice. Uh, Talia Tungovailoa, that's the name I'm going to... Oh! Who? That's the name I'm going to impress you by saying throughout today. Talia Tungovailoa, who is the quarterback of the Maryland Terrapins, returning today uh, after being carted off a few weeks ago. Uh, triple option offense going to be interesting to see. As uh, we talked with Keanu Benton earlier this week on, on Rutledge and Hamilton, which you hear weekdays 2 to 4 on 100.5 ESPN of Madison. Uh, he talked about how that is the hardest defense to see, a triple option, especially when you have a really good young quarterback like Talia Tungovailoa. See, I'm telling you, I'm going to say it as many times as I can. Uh, so it should be an interesting one today, but I imagine it's a big Braylon Allen game, Mertzi. I imagine uh, we're going to be pounding the rock today, given the elements. I was just going to say how much of that was dictated by, in your mind by game plan, intended game plan, or the elements. Do you have a feeling on that? Um... No. Because mine was elements. No. I mean, I, you look at what this Maryland defense, where they're susceptible, and it's on the back end. So you'd love to um, you know, just put that, install that Purdue game plan again, get Mertz rolling out, get them trucking downfield. But, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm always surprised at how well teams can still throw the ball in these conditions. I mean, it's not cold out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're talking about, like, you know, grip and everything like that. You're feeling like the ball feels like the ball yet. So maybe, maybe they'll come out and surprise us yeah. a little bit. I think that uh, that wind is going to be a problem too. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be reluctant to kick. I think they're gonna be reluctant, probably to throw it downfield with Mertz. I'm not sure how much they trust him in an environment like this, to uh, really sling it like Purdue was. You can't get more perfect conditions than that for a quarterback. Uh, if I'm Wisconsin here, I think you stick with Braylon Allen for the time being. First few drives, see how they play. They you got to figure they're gonna stack that box. But for sure. as we are too, Tagliavoe is back. Make him beat us. Let's see what he can do. All right, so we just said it differently. Say say his last name. Tagliavoe. Isn't it Tungovailoa? How do you say these Tua guys' Tagliavoa. last name? No? I don't know. I, I think it's Tungovailoa. That's what okay. I've heard. Your Tua. team Strofe? Mercy? I, you know, I would have gone with... With Russo's yeah, pronunciation. Wow. I like that. I, like that. No, I swear. Oh, Maybe like a lot softer end than you guys are using. Oh, man. At least. We're, we're a divided crew. Hunter Vaughn's running the show for us today here in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. You're the fifth guy. you got to break this vote because you, however you say it is how I'm saying it the rest of the show. Go. It's definitely Tonga Vailoa. Yes! Let's what? go. All right, then. Figure it out, fellas. So, you know, I, I was wow. going on the Maryland message boards, and they, they don't even go with the Talia. They're like Leah. That's all they, yeah. they just call him uh-huh. short for Leah. So mm-hmm. we got Tua and Leah, and they, like no, none of their own fans mess with the last name. So why would we? Fair enough. Wow. Yeah. Well, Mercy, you and I never do our homework. I mean that that, that requires <laughs> that requires us to do extra work. You know, you and I aren't doing that. But Brad Nortmanism, Brad Nortmanisms that I just called Brad Nortman. I, 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 I accept that name. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at Brad Nortmanisms on Twitter. But Brad, you're the consummate professional of this crew. Um, elements in a Big Ten game. You've played in some of them, I assume. What is it like in weather like this? It's like 40-mile-an-hour winds. I imagine not fun as a punter. It's awful as a punter. I said that pregame where I'm feeling for those punters today. and it, they're, they're Most days I'm not so happy that I'm not punting the football anymore. Today is one of those days where I actually am happy, where I'm like, let those guys take care of yeah, it. Because, right. I mean, from it, it, it affects 
people differently, right? Based on what position, what the game plan is, what the gear of the team is. And man, a specialist, you couldn't ask for harder conditions. I would rather take wet. I'd rather take cold. I'd take anything over extreme wind because the ball is so light. And you're talking about, particularly as a punter, you know, you're trying to hit a moving object to start with. So it becomes very hard to then hit one where it, it moves from hand to foot. Video Kick, game stuff. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, so the specialist, it's going to be a very, very hard day to kick field goals, to punt. Um, you're, just, you're just trying to survive, to catch punts. You're exactly right. And um, I feel for those guys. I think on the offensive side of the ball, what I loved about what we did against Purdue is we were unpredictable, right? We were throwing on first down. We had thrown the ball downfield. I think it's going to restrict the quarterback's abilities to throw the ball downfield. I think it's going to be shorter passes and a lot more runs. So I think Wisconsin might be a bit more predictable today, which is what got us in the problem earlier in the season. Yeah, so, that's well said. Yeah. So, and then on defense, I this is a challenging offense to defend, Person. and they've got playmakers. So, mm-hmm. I what we saw against Purdue was a bunch of studs out there, and we saw guys that filled in that weren't necessarily household names. So, I, I'm excited to continue to see this team evolve. And uh, man, the weather will play a factor some way, shape, or form. I'm confident about that. When we're talking post game, we're gonna say, "Oh yeah, Brad was right." Something yeah. happened. <laughs> I mean, Brad called you shots that, right? Oh, yeah. Brad was right. Yeah, Brad was right. We're going to say that. We'll say it multiple we, times, so, too. Something we've never said. Yeah. Uh, the name to know, Roman Hemby, yes. is, the, is, is the running back, but also their leading or maybe second leading receiver. He's only a freshman. Like This is a name to keep an eye on the next couple of years for the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, freshman from Edgewood, Maryland. Sounds like a nice community. Edgewood, Maryland. Pleasant. Pleasant. Yeah, anyway, you know what else is pleasant is Coors Light, ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Presented, of course, by Coors Light. When you need to refresh on game day, choose the beer that is as cold as the Rockies. Cold filtered, cold lagered, and cold packaged for peak refreshment. When the mountains are blue, you know what to do, and that is crush a Coors Light. 2022 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate! Responsibly or Wisconsibly, in this case, as we get ready for Wisconsin and Maryland. Mertz, I'm going to put you on the spot. And guys, Colin... Brad, going to ask you the same question. What's like your big storyline today? What's something you're really keeping an eye on for these Wisconsin Badgers? Four and four on the season. Three and a half point favorites today at home against Maryland. What's the big storyline you're keeping your eyes on here as the Badgers return from their bye week? So I think, um, yeah, I'm thinking big. Thinking big that way. I was going to go toward the offensive line, just given the game plan and everything like that, but I'm going to go bigger than that. So, They've been on this little bit of a mini role emotionally since Jim Leonard came over. And you'd like to think that a bye week is a great chance to rest up, you know, to heal up, to get better that way. Um, but it also takes you out of your rhythm a little bit. Um, I, I like that they're getting a lot of guys back, especially in the secondary this week. I think that's a, a huge part of the storyline. But it's sort of like, can, can these guys um, show a focus that we've only seen in spurts. I mean, consistency has been such a factor, and you're taking a week off and taking them out of their element. What do they come out like today? Are they coming out on fire like they did against Purdue, or are they going to be a little bit sleepy? Interesting. Colin Russo, big storyline you're keeping an eye on today. I think this is a big reflection on Jim Leonard. I think if you're thinking about the coaching search, you're thinking about the offseason, everybody already has one eye out the door thinking about like who are the potential options. He, As Murphy said, you have a bye week. For a coach, this is where you settle in. Shoes on the wrong foot for a couple of weeks because you got a new coach in the mix. You, there's a whole lot of moving pieces. You can't really get your footing down. You had your bye week. You're coming off a great win. You're back at home. Conditions are not. 
The team's got to come out tough today. You're getting some players back. This is a reflection on how Jim Leonard prepares this team and how they come out to play. I think this is a big reflection on what you'll see in terms of their decision with Jim Leonard. Talk about going big. Well yeah. said. I, I, we'll talk Jim Leonard next segment because he's kind of been openly campaigning for the job recently, which I find very interesting. Mm. But Brad Norman, my good friend, what's your big storyline today, pal? Well, my good friend, I'm thinking <laughs> that big storyline, it might not seem big, but it will be big. It, for defense, Okay, their offense is a powerhouse, um, drives their team. So gap and task discipline for the defense, right? The, you can defend their offense pretty manageably if you've got guys that are dialed into their responsibility. It, be, it starts to become hard with triple option and all the all the different variations they have off of that. When guys start to be heroes and like, I'm going to make this play and you do something outside of your responsibility. If everyone's bought into their responsibility, even if it gets you zero tackles, that is a good thing. So that is going to be one of the big things I'm watching today is how does the defense, and we've had two weeks to implement this, and Jim Leonard is an excellent coach, ex- excellent X's and O's coach. Try saying that five times fast. And I think that that will be one of the storylines on how we can bottle them up. There you go. Great X's and O's coach. I'm not going to try five <laughs> times fast. Talia Tungvailoa. Try that five times fast as well. Brad Norman, Adam Earth, Colin Russo, Alex Strove with you. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Brewed by Coors Light, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. With you until 11 o'clock this morning as we get you ready for Wisconsin and Maryland at Camp Randall Stadium. A reminder, we're with you as soon as the final whistle blows as well. We'll be live at Varsity in Sun Prairie. Oh, my goodness. My favorite spot. Seriously, my favorite bar. I'm so excited. Varsity. This is like my homecoming. I know it's not homecoming, but this is my homecoming as we got a varsity in Sun Prairie later tonight. Hey, big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. And big just got even bigger with starting pay at Stoughton Trailers now. $18 an hour. Whoa, and up. Hundreds of immediate openings in Evansville, Stoughton, and Broadhead for first and second shift opportunities for open positions, which include assemblers, welders, and more. Go to stowjobs.com. That's stojobs.com. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunities. Opportunity. I feel like uh, it is political season, right? I mean, we've all gotten a combined 374 texts <laughs> this week about if we're voting or not, I assume. Um, Jim Leonard campaigning in his own right the last couple of weeks. Uh, he was on Sirius XM last week kind of saying, yeah, let's get this process over with. Give me the job, Chris McIntosh. We'll talk about Jim Leonard's campaign and whether or not he's the guy for the job. Hmm, that's next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. One of my favorite bands when I was like 11 years old. This is all time low. Oh, all Don't time disrespect low. them. Yeah, you're like right. That. This is Dan Maria caught me in. You're right. But all time low, good Charlotte. Both Maryland bands, correct? Correct. So we're going to hear some good Charlotte today. Yeah, eventually. All right, so I'm not that far off. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Alex Strove, Colin Russo, Adam Mertz, legendary punter, second best punter in sports media. Brad Nortman with us as well. <laughs> As we roll on, getting you ready for Wisconsin, Maryland. Jump around a tradition for your Wisconsin Badgers and at Canopy Wealth Management. They also carry a long-standing tradition of working in the best interest of their clients every single day. They're rooted in the community, which is why they've partnered with Gilda's Club, the Madison Capitals, Kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. Hey, they're a fiduciary. 
say that five times fast, Brad Norman, <laughs> which means they strive to work in the best interest of their clients, providing you with the tools and resources you need to achieve your goals. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with Canopy Wealth Management today. Uh, it is political season. Remember to vote on Tuesday. Um, and Jim Leonard doing some campaigning of his own. Uh, we don't have the audio because it's impossible to find on SiriusXM. But essentially, Jim Leonard joined their college football station during the bye week and said, hey, I want this coaching search to get over sooner than later, right? And uh, Monday, he addresses the media, talks about his goals if he was to get the job full-time. Then after his press conference, Graham Mertz speaking with the media saying, yeah, Jimmy wants the job, and I think he should get the job. So you've got players campaigning for Jim Leonard. And by all means, I think Jim Leonard's the guy for the, the, the job here at Wisconsin. But it's odd to see a coach with an interim tag kind of openly campaigning for himself and the players getting behind him. Brad Nortman, I want to start with you on this because it's just something I haven't really seen before. What do you make of uh, the, kind of the campaign tour they've been on the last week and a half? I love it. I love it. I love seeing him step into this role, being confident. There's almost like a... Um like a like a grace period, you know, after Coach Chris firing of a of a period of I'm, I'm going to be respectful and I'm not going to come out and say these kind of things. And I was waiting to see if he would do it. Right, very awkward situation he was thrown into. And and just like everything else, when something like that happens, you can't just shift gears into like this is my job. Right, there's like a respectful mm-hmm. time period. But I love it as a player. I would love to see my coach get up publicly i'm sure he's saying this behind closed doors i'm your leader i'm your guy follow me i can get behind that and then to come out there and say it in public i think that is outstanding i think it's good for recruiting i think it's good for the trajectory of the program and honestly if you had a coach that isn't willing to come out there and say that why would you want him to be the head coach anyway so i think it's important and i think it's important that wisconsin starts to dial in this process because i got to be honest we can't wait until assuming we go to a bowl game. We can't wait until after the bowl game to name a head coach. We got early right. signing period. Like This decision needs to get made the sooner the better. So when you got a guy like this saying it, and honestly, too, was there some concern that he might not want the job? I think that's totally eradicated now. So I'd feel a whole lot better about it with Wisconsin, too. Hunter Vaughn, the best producer in the game, found the audio nobody could find from wow. Sirius XM's college football station. Here's Jim Leonard last week. <laughs> There needs to be a decision sooner than later, hopefully, to, to help with the uncertainty and, and not fall behind in the recruiting or, or just your team. Um, just They're all questioning and, and wondering what the future is going to hold for them. So um, I think it's getting closer to those times because the, the, the bye week comes at a great moment for us as a program to um, regain our health but also kind of step back from the game planning and, and hopefully have some of these conversations. Transla- I would say initially he... Translation. Brad Norman was right. That's right. Yeah, that's the translation. We already were already, already yeah. get on that train. We're already on the Brad Norman was right. Yeah, yeah nice. You called yeah. it from post game. Yeah. yeah, no, you we got, got to, to, you got to get 23 the minutes in. Yeah. 23 minutes in. Kyle Russo, Jim Leonard, I'd love to see it too. I'm with Brad on this. Your, your opinion on Jim Leonard kind of openly campaigning for the gig. Uh, I'm sort of back and forth on it. I understand from a, a program perspective, for the recruiting process, for the players, having some sort of concrete, they know who the coach is, is healthy for them. But there's also a sense of like, you got to do your due process in terms of the coaching search. You know what I mean? And I'm sure McIntosh knows that. The guy has the keys to the castle right now. He has every head start you could ask for in terms of getting this job. I still am on the team of like, if there's a due process, or if there's a process in terms of a coaching search, I still think you do it. I still think if you want to conduct interviews in the offseason, you could do it. 
I don't think just because he said it on SiriusXM, they should just, oh, no, no, sign right here, right here. I don't think they're going to do that, and I don't <laughs> think they should do that. But uh, I think that I think he'll get the job. I think he's probably the right man for the job. I think it's going to benefit the program long term. But just because he said it, it helps with the uncertainty that, like, if he wanted it or not, I agree with that completely. But as to, like, making this decision sooner rather than later just because he said it, I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm like, do your coaching search when the time comes. If he wins out, that's one thing. But my thinking is he probably won't. It will we'll circle back in four weeks. But uh, ultimately, I take, take it easy on, like, I don't know. What the like, hell are you talking about? If you say something on the radio, it's gospel, just like Adam Mertz is about to do. <laughs> right. you got you got to believe everything you hear on the radio. Right. Adam Mertz, your reaction? So a um, couple of things. One, uh, I feel like the tone started changing before this, even from Leonard. And the time when it came out was when um, Logan Brown – left the program. Mm, he said, oh, he, he, uh, he didn't leave the program. He was dismissed from the program. You're like, whoa, uh, okay. Someone is putting their big boy pants on here and letting everyone know like what's up and you're going to hear it from me. And I, I love the attitude. And I think I was thinking back in my mind about like when Barry came in and he just like set down the law and said, this is my way. And I feel like that's what this program needs right now. And I didn't know. Uh, you know, where Jim Leonard as head coach would fall on that spectrum. And so the fact that he's coming out and he's delivering, here's what I believe in. Here, you know, I'm going to tell you who's on the injury report. I'm going to tell you who got dismissed from the program. Um, this is a guy who's showing real leadership skills, and I love seeing it. And I think, I think Brad, you brought up an interesting point. Like, did he want this job? There was some uncertainty about, you know, this. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be saying that while – Paul Christ is still in the in the position, but that's why he was waiting around here, and he's and he's speaking it out loud. The one thing that gives me pause in all of this, and you're talking about due diligence, Colin. I mean, like UW is historically sticklers for um, procedure and process, and you think back to like when Bielema got the backdoor you know handoff from Alvarez, and that rankled a lot of people on Bascom Hill. And this goes back to like Bob, you know, Bob Knight got hired here as basketball coach in the late '60s. I did in, not know. In that. A, oh, I didn't know. In that a at private all. board of regents meeting, he was at Army yet, and in a private board of regents meeting, they approved it. And Bob says, "I need to go back and tell my kids first. Like this can't get out." And some big mouth leaked it, uh, and it got all over. He said, "Nope, I'm I'm not working with this university." Wow. So like history changes. Wow. On, yeah, weird stuff. So so I know that's like a sidelight, but I think there's a lot of pressure given there's a new chancellor. To make sure this is done right, to make sure that you know maybe you know some candidates from underrepresented populations get a shot at this job, so I think there's a lot to be weighed politically behind the scenes. If you're talking just football, I think this is a you kick Maryland's butt today. This the interim tag comes off tomorrow morning. So that that would be my take on it. Yeah, yeah I think that's really well said. Really insightful piece in uh, the Wisconsin State Journal, Madison.com today from Todd Molesky and Jim Polzine about the hiring process. Uh, they are using an organization called Turnkey, which Wisconsin has used before to to kind of lead the process. Uh, it was used with Marissa Mosley, the head uh, women's basketball coach, last year, and a couple other coaches as well. Um, and essentially, what the rule is is that the job needs to be posted for one week. 
Um, the vacancy, other vacancies typically require somewhere between two weeks and 30 days. This one just needs to be open for seven days. So that is essentially what needs to happen at the University of Wisconsin. So to your point, Mertzi, uh, if they open the job tomorrow, maybe next Monday that interim tag comes off. Because I think we're all in agreement. Jim Leonard's the guy for the job, right? Nobody's going to dispute that. Yeah, I think, every, right I think everybody knows, or at least everybody thinks, that he's probably the right guy. Yeah. Well, it, it was it, great to see him step into this role and look so good with it and see yeah. the guys respond. On the flip side, I think the hot candidates have simmered down, too. Yeah. yeah. Like the Lance Leipold's of the world. Yeah. And I don't, coming coming I, back to reality a little bit. Yeah, yeah. like yep. Kansas has struggled. And I'm, I'm even curious if the conversations, the initial interview process has happened with Leipold. It's gotten distracted. Kansas hasn't done as well. So, I don't know. Not only has Jim Leonard stepped up, I think the other candidates might not look so hot. Interesting. So, I wanted to look this up about Bob Knight because I had never heard this before. I also <laughs> found out something else about UW. Oh, here we go. And someone else they almost hired. Okay. A, went on to become the Michigan head coach, Bo Schembechler, interviewed for the job in 1967, but he said in a book years later that it was just for show and he was never going to actually get the job, so he didn't take the interview seriously. So, he was almost the head wow. coach for the Badgers. He didn't take the interview seriously, that's what he said? The, that like the university he didn't take it seriously. Right. Like, so he was just like, there's yeah. no point here. And it was all just for show yeah, because he had they a bad needed interview. to interview other people. Yeah, he He's, had a bad interview. So, this yeah. is amazing history. <laughs> yeah. it is. This morning. Yeah. So wait, just to put that into context, my old man was here getting his master's in the late 60s. Okay. That's an era when I can't remember how many games they went winless in a row. Like 67, really 68, bad. 69. It was like 20 games they went winless. Oh, wow. So yeah, Bo Schembechler versus... 20-game losing streak. Think about that. Wow. So they've, they've made some colossal bungles. I think the, the bottom line is, like, through time they've made colossal bungles, and now they're really uptight about how they term. handle things. So um, we'll see. You can't open the search in the middle of the season, can you, and call it legitimate? Not a legitimate one. They could definitely Correct. do it illegitimately. Right. Mm-hmm. right. They, they're definitely – people are already – they're definitely making calls and, like, seeing, oh, for sure. gauging interest yep. in this and that. But you're right, like – Nowadays, there's a whole process to how not only college programs, professional teams do the same thing. They got to do that. Uh, but also, like, I think just for the sake of, like, pleasing the media, pleasing all the boosters and everything, he, McIntosh just has to say, I did my search. Leonard was the right guy. Yep. And that's where I think it's going. I think there is an illusion of a process. Do you really think you'd fire Paul Chris the way you did without a plan? Yeah. When, when is the last time you made a major decision with major repercussions without at all thinking about life on the other side? Uh, well, there's a little guy named Greg Gard uh, who we might be familiar with. Of course, the head men's basketball coach at UW. Seemed like they had a plan when Bo Ryan announced his retirement midseason. Right. Huh. Interesting. This seems to be uh, seems to be a pattern of sorts at the University of Wisconsin. As you also brought up Brett Bielema, Mertzi. So, uh, yeah, there's always a plan. What really? That's an important point that I think might get lost in the shuffle. I don't think Lance Leipold is necessarily uh, part of that plan. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Before Chris was fired, we were all talking about like, oh, Nebraska is getting linked to uh, Leonard again, and all these guys. Leonard's going to be on the top radar for every single team with a vacancy. Of course, McIntosh was thinking. If I if I'm gonna get rid of Chris, I need to hop on this guy, this rising star in the business. So like he's not just gonna let him go after this. And Leonard's in on the head coaching stuff. He's not gonna like drop back down to a coordinator. He's here, and that's what exactly what he said. He's like, all right, you want me? I'm right here. That's that's kind of him pushing the limit and making his presence known, which I love to uh, kind of make his uh, in that head co- head coaching search. If I was athletic at all, I'd really want to play for Jim Leonard. He just seems like get behind, right? Like totally. 
Totally. I mean, talk about a guy, too, and who's done it. How much respect could you possibly have for a coach? Seems like he levels with the kids really well, speaks their language. Guys play so hard for them. I, I've never seen guys run around and hit the way they do on defense like they do for Leonard. Not to mention, if there's any question of, does this guy get how I feel and does he really understand? The dude earned with a capital E everything that he achieved in college in the NFL. So what a cool story. Um, I would love to play for him. I mean, just going out there, I'm ready. Well, put the pads on, guys. Yeah, let's, yeah, go. let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. There's a there is definitely a like a quiet magnetism to that guy too. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not someone who's out there kind of with a peacock like our uh, off off the air conversation <laughs> about the Minnesota coach. Yeah. Um, we only even mentioned his name. How's that? Thanks. Just the Minnesota coach. Just a chump. He's <laughs> a chump. Anyway. But but I I you know um, it's a huge thing in for this program to be connected to the state's high school coaches. It's a huge thing, uh, not not just for talent, but for the the encouragement, the support of this program in this state. You saw it when Gary Anderson came in, and that slid off, and it was like a revolution at the high school coaching level. They, they need players from Wisconsin. Yeah, you got to go to Florida, to Texas, to California to get a lot of your stars, but they need guys in this state to perform. And and think about how you felt this summer when you saw the two offensive linemen the spring. When you saw the two offensive linemen bolt. For Ohio State and Notre Dame, like, come on, that can't happen. And I think Jim Leonard will make it his mission again, like Barry did, to make sure that doesn't happen. And and he and and uh, just to circle back, I was at a coaches convention. This is where I saw this a few years ago. And Jim Leonard was giving like technique lessons in a corner on on secondary play. Wow. And there's there's 50 coaches sitting around. There's like four coaches at the you know the tight ends coach uh, station. They want to see what Jim Leonard does, what he explains, what he does. And the guy's a technician. He has a relatability. He has a charisma. Um, he he has the he's the total package that way in terms of winning over people in this state. Fascinating story. He's won us over. He has our vote here in this uh, this campaign season. Does Jim Leonard? Hey, I heard a really good term used this segment, so I'm going to work it in to, as I tell you about Mountain Dew. Don't make a colossal bungle. <laughs> Drink Mountain Dew, and you got to try Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It is zero the sugar uh mountain dew it's available wherever you get mountain dew is mountain dew zero sugar and they've got all the flavors right code red the voltage the the live wire i love me some mountain dew uh i haven't started one yet today but i imagine by the time this show's over at 11 o'clock i'll be uh two mountain dews in do the do with mountain dew mountain dew a proud partner of the wisconsin badgers what the hell does colossal bungle mean (laughs) (laughs) royal screw up that's a royal screw up it's amazing colossal bungle Adam Mertzi, the freaking wordsmith, man. Unreal. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We'll continue to talk Badgers Maryland right after this. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. From L.A. to Piscataway, this is your college football scoreboard update, driven by Metro Ford of Madison. What is up, Wisconsin? I'm Hunter Vaughn. We'll get started in the Big Ten. Maryland taking on your Wisconsin Badgers for that 11 o'clock kickoff. The Badgers' five-point favorites at home against the 6-2 Terrapins. Also in the Big Ten, number two, Ohio State. They're going on the road, and it's a tough one against 1-7 Northwestern. Ohio State, 38-point favorites this afternoon for the 11 o'clock kickoff on ABC. Then on ESPN2, also at 11 o'clock, Minnesota on the road at the 3-5 Cornhuskers of Nebraska. Also at 11, Iowa at Purdue. 
Then the 2.30 kickoffs, number 15, Penn State. They're traveling to Bloomington to take on the Hoosiers of Indiana at 2.30. Then Michigan State, they're on the road at number 16, Illinois, also a 2.30 kickoff. The Illini, their 16-point favorites. And then the nightcap in the Big Ten, number 5, Michigan. They're on the road going to Piscataway to take on Rutgers for the 6.30 kickoff. The Wolverines are 25-point favorites in that one. Two top 10 battles going on today in the SEC. Number six, Alabama at number 10, LSU. And number one, Tennessee at number three, Georgia. Metro Ford of Madison, Madison's trusted Ford dealership. Learn more at MetroFordOfMadison.com. Game day. Hunter Vaughn in his pop punk phase today. This is for us. vintage middle school, high school Hunter Vaughn music. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. All right, let's party. Alex Drove, Brad Nortman, Adam Ertz, Colin Russo, all with you from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios getting you ready for Maryland, Wisconsin. I realized that we're doing a studio show, so why not? Let's open the phone lines. 844-770-3776 is your way into ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. I, I want to pose this, though. Tell us why you don't want Jim Leonard to get the job or maybe why you're skeptical. That's what I want to hear from you because all four of us are in a, a, you know, unanimous decision. We think Jim Leonard's the guy for the job. If you don't think he is or maybe you're just a little skeptical about it, we'd love to hear from you. Your way in, 844-770-3776. As we roll on here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. When it comes to window replacement, you absolutely cannot beat the MVP level at which Pella performs. Not only is the Pella experience always first class, featuring extremely talented installers, but you can have it all right now with no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to two years, which expires at the end of the month. Certain exclusions and restrictions do apply. See showroom for details. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to two years. Visit PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. Mercy, uh, your illegitimate nephew, Graham, um, having a pretty good season so far, I would say. I'd rate him at like a B uh, on the year. He's, he's taken a step forward from a year ago, but I'm, I'm worried about the conditions today. What, what do you expect out of your nephew? What, what were you guys talking about on the phone earlier this week? Cause it's, I know you do every week. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's, it's a good question. Uh, I'm really, I'm really curious to see how Maryland defends him. I guess that's that's what I I want to see. Um, I loved that they got him moving last week. I feel like, boy, I feel like the le- the more you can do to put him in rhythm, and the less you can do to make him go through like a t- prototypical um, drop back, check through reads, uh, the be- the better production you're going to get out of him. So um, if they're able to get him out loose on the perimeter again, even if it's dump off passes, like you're talking about, Colin, before, about maybe a fear of throwing downfield today, I don't really care. Get someone moving across the middle, get him into rhythm early. I think that makes a big difference for the team. But, you know, I was thinking early in the season, you still saw some of that, like, really just, like, bad decision-making. For sure. And he seems to have cleaned that up a lot just in the last month or so. So if, if we're starting to see the light bulb come on with him 
Um, that's a pretty exciting development for Badger football. Yeah, no doubt. Exciting development indeed. And I think that's what we have seen, right? I think we've seen noticeable progression from Graham Mertz, which is something we've been asking to see for the last, what feels like five years, but probably about two, uh, with, with Graham Mertz. But Norman, you're in agreement with us. You've seen some significant development? Absolutely. I mean, I think that I don't know if Graham Mertz will ever reach the expectations we had for him as he came in here. And maybe that's our fault, you know, because these rankings are not an exact science. And I think that's one of the things he falls prey to. That's not any of his uh, fault, right? He just came in as a highly recruited guy. So we thought we'd have all these expectations in production. But what he's done this year has been really encouraging to see. I've liked how recently we've changed up his rhythms. And I think you're right. I think when he was the traditional drop back and kind of burden his mind with making reads plus making throws, it just seemed like a lot, right? And it seemed like the defense was prepared for that, right? The defense was prepared for run, traditional drop back, I like this version of Graham in rhythm where he can be a little creative. We were giving him a couple reads and if not, maybe take off and run. So I think we're keeping it simple today, especially let's just keep the movement going, get the ball out of his hands, short passes. Let's get guys in open space. I think that's where it's at. Yeah. I'm thinking if people don't really know what they have with Graham and I feel like people, at least the common fan doesn't really sort of appreciate how well he's playing. Sure, like we know he played poorly last year. He had a up and down uh, first year when he was uh, in that COVID season. This year, on third down, he's great. We're much, much better on third down. We were terrible on third down last year. I believe he's completing like 58% of his passes on, on third down this year, and we're converting like near the top of the Big Ten in terms of conversion rate. That's all because Mertz is making plays. And no, most notably, Washington State, he was outstanding on third down. And as for me... Once the season finishes up, he's going to be near the top in terms of quarterback seasons in most statistical categories in terms of touchdowns, completion percentages, yards, the whole thing, yards per attempt. That's all going to be near the top of what we've seen out of Badger quarterbacks. I don't think people realize that. And that's why you got to give him a little bit of credit in terms of taking a step, adjusting to a new offense or a sort of changed offense to a degree, making plays with what he has, and kind of being a leader and being the upperclassman in the locker room. And ultimately, when the season ends, and if he comes back next year, I assume he will, to be honest, I think that people have got to really start to appreciate that he's playing a lot better than sort of people expected this year. And we look at and we want to say earlier in the year, can we just, can we just find the quarterback that is the standard Badger quarterback? He's doing at least that. Yeah, at least. At that. least. I mean, if, yeah. so like there, that is the absolute floor for his performance right now, which is what we were all begging for. So, and oftentimes he shines much brighter than that. So, I don't think we can look and be dissatisfied at all at his performance. So, yeah. I, I mean, and one thing I'll just add on quickly, I just don't know if you got a thought, but um, the the confidence that he's developing with those receivers. I mean, like DK has been his guy for three years Absolutely. now, but but to have uh, Bell out there, that's a guy that he wants to put the ball in his hands in open space. I mean, I was really uh, really bummed when uh, Marcus Allen left the program because I thought he's another just beast out there that is going to develop and blossom somewhere. If you had all three of those guys on the field together next year, like watch out. But he's doing this without. Um, big play clay too which I thought was going to be so crucial to this offense to be able to stretch that seam out and open things up so I, I've been really impressed with how things have gone I know there's the 
there's the would-be interceptions at Michigan State late yes, in the game. Yes. So there's still those glimpses where you're like, ah, well, come on, man. That is still the worst throw I've ever seen. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> I mean, it, it was really bad. It was really bad. But I, I do like that he's finally developing a rhythm with his receivers after three years. Yeah, that's well said. Uh, in sports, we always need a scapegoat, and it seems more times than not the last two years it's been Graham Mertz for the Wisconsin Badgers. Hey, Iron Jock believes it's what's inside that matters. 99% of odor-causing bacteria l- eliminated with the advanced performance gear and apparel that Iron Jock designed from the inside out using state-of-the-art technology. The Silver Ion technology is guaranteed to provide odor-fighting protection for as long as you own it. Love it or send it back. No questions asked. And get this, people. Use code ESPN20, ESPN20 on Iron ironjock.com for 20% off your order of $50 or more. ESPN20 on ironjoc.com. Ironjock, it's what's inside that matters. I got my Iron Jock on today. I'm feeling good under the sweatshirt. Oh, baby. Having the time of my life. Hey, are we too hard on Graham Mertz? Good call, bad call. Coming up next, it's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Wisconsin College Game Day rolling on your Saturday morning. Wisconsin-Maryland, an 11 o'clock kick later this morning. Hey, planning any event can be stressful and time-consuming. The planning, production, and performance offered at Celebrations Entertainment is the best in the business. Award-winning DJs, photo booths, MCs, and a benefit auctioneer will be on your team to help create a lifetime of memories. To have your guests say it was the best party ever, visit celebrationsentertainment.com. I'm Alex Strofe alongside Colin Russo, Adam Ertz, former Badgers punter Brad Nortman. People often ask me, you know, Alex, what's, what's your favorite part about working at ESPN Wisconsin, right? What's your favorite part about working here? And I often respond with... The brilliant minds I come across and get to work with. Now, to pull back the curtain, um, in our commercial break, the great Brad Nortman says out loud, these are the things I think about. What if you're a 50-year-old man named Harry Potter? (laughs) Don't act like you're not impressed. I'd like you to explain what the hell you're talking about. Let let that turn your mind into some spaghetti this morning. So, Harry Potter came out what? 30 years? No, 25 years ago, sure, something like that. Sure, early, yeah, so 2001 or something like that. You right? would have to believe there is a world of people who are 30 and older who have the name Harry Potter. Super common name, no big deal. And they lived most of their life like, yeah, I'm Harry In Potter. Peace. And nobody would think anything <laughs> of it. But then this global phenomenon comes out. And then all of a sudden, when you introduce yourself to people, yeah, I'm, I'm, my name's Harry, Harry Potter, people would just laugh at you, and you, you totally have to now be associated with, there's no bad association, I'm a Harry Potter fan, but like, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, I did not see my life going this way. Like, imagine if a superhero came out and his name was Brad Norman. Like, That'd I've lived my whole life, brutal. no Brad, problem. Brad's trying to get groceries, and the guy's asking yeah. him to, like, pose and, like, do the yeah, Brad Norman. Yeah, <laughs> Look at my credit card, Brad Norman. Is this, is this a fake credit card? Like, yeah, Clark Kent, yeah. good luck, right? Yeah, right? Like, could you imagine that? Can't catch a that break. happens. I there's, play, yeah. there's somebody named Harry Potter out there whose life has changed. Who can't go get, <laughs> get groceries without <laughs> being like, yeah, it's brutal. I could put, that's a fascinating Spot concept. the lie. Spot Fa- the lie. Fascinating concept. <laughs> Why don't you stop talking for a while? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Hey, what the hell is going I'm with on Brad right here. now? That's nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, mental, <laughs> mental spaghetti indeed. My brain uh, just melted because of the stupidity going on in this studio. Brad Norman, you are a true gem, my friend. It's time to get a good call, bad call. Good call. Good 
call. Or bad call. I got a bad feeling about this. On ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day is brought to you by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. One call, that's all. All right, Hunter Vaughn, you're going to read the questions, but before we do that, I need to do one off, off what we just talked about. Brad Norman's specific question. Good call, bad call. It'd be good to be named Harry Potter. Bad call. I'm going to go with bad call. I think you want your own identity. Harry Potter, goat wizard, of course. Yeah, right. Goat however, wizard. however, <laughs> I would want to tra- blaze my own trail and not have me... <laughs> Not have my association with be Harry Potter to everybody I meet. Well, to all the to all the Harry Potters out there, I feel for you. Hopefully, Harry Potter, if you're listening, call in, yes. please. We'd love to hear about I your day to day interactions. Well, I can't empathize, but I can sympathize with you. Yeah, day to day interactions. That'd be fascinating <laughs> to break that down. Shroff, is this oh, dumber God. than the uh, "Is zero a real number?" conversation oh. from last oh, year? No, oh. me and Mertzi got into it. That's that time. great. That's zero, a great one. Zero is not a real number. Yes, it is. That doesn't make no, any sense. No, it's not. It's a void. It's a void. It's, it's, it's like not a it's like black is not a color. It's nothing a void. is still something. It represents nothing. Yeah. Nothing is still something. We're not doing this again. We're not. Yes, doing we this are. Again. <laughs> Good call, bad call. Essentially, Hunter Vaughn has a statement for us. We will all vote. Good call or a bad call. Hunter, go ahead. We're going to start in the SEC. There is a scenario where Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama are all one-loss teams. Good call, bad call. That is a worst-case scenario for college football. Mm. Anybody else want to field this one first? I, I'm going to go bad call. I think this is good. I love putting the committee on the spot. I don't think they'd ever put three SEC teams in there. I think – so the curious part is let's say Georgia beats Tennessee today and then Bama beats Georgia in the in the SEC championship game. Then you have a little bit of a circle in terms of who beat who and this and that. I think Tennessee would probably be that – that 13 out, and they put Bama and Georgia in. You'd like to think they'd get the other team in there, but you got to imagine that Clemson's going to be in the mix there. Maybe TCU. I like the fact – I love putting the committee in a tough spot because I always think it's fascinating because they always screw it up. So you think I, they're going to favor a Bama that barely beat yes. Texas on their second-string quarterback beat, and lost Ge- to Tennessee? If they beat Georgia in that SEC championship game after Georgia Hunter, beats Tennessee, I think they would. Did you just ask us if the college football playoff committee will value Alabama? <laughs> I think I think Come they I'm trying to Georgia. hold out hope that they aren't just completely terrible. Yeah, if they if they beat Georgia, I think they would. But I love the committee when they got like five or six teams to choose from, and they have a tough call. So uh, this is a fascinating angle on it. I fully agree. Bad call. I'm going to say it's a good call. I think to be put in that position. I mean, you're really talking about. How much do we weight the SEC? Because you're going to have a Michigan-Ohio State undefeated. Yep. You'll probably have Clemson undefeated, but Clemson really hasn't shown that much no, to show that they deserve that che- to be in there. I, you got to hope so, they lose. Yeah, TCU also Another all right, one, but yeah. like probably not worth being in there. What are you going to do? Kick out an undefeated team for a one-loss team that passes the eye test? I, I think it would just cause a stir. If you That's like great. if you like drama like Colin <laughs> Russo, then it's beautiful. Um, if anything, it just. I, the expanded playoff is one thing where I think it's beneficial, um, but like I think you know the twelfth team doesn't really have a shot, really. But uh, this is another argument for that expanded playoff. Mercy. Yeah, that, I mean that's exactly where I go to. Like anytime there's a, a cudgel to beat the playoff committee into a twelve teamer, I'm all for it. So to me, like this is the best case scenario because it affects the SEC. And anyone else, they can brush it off. The Big 12, oh, yeah, two teams, one of them might be deserving. You're going to get zero. Uh, And no one cares. No one bats an eye. But if the SEC, someone gets shafted, and especially if somehow it were Alabama, 
all of a sudden, oh, we might be able to accelerate that uh, 12-team playoff magically. That's so, a good point, yeah. So anytime that there's something we can use to, to expand the playoff and to actually make college football a more democratic um, competition again, where you're, you're right now it's just the rich are getting richer. And it bothers me, and it's bad for the sport. So I say bad call. There we go. Rapid fire last two, Hunter. We're going to start off with some bowl game projections. There's three different sites that have the Badgers projected in the guaranteed rate bowl versus Kansas. Playing Kansas would be the best bowl game storyline in the country. So it's a good call. But non-college football playoff bowl, I, I would say, right? Because yes. the storylines are obviously great in the college football playoffs. So I would go, yes. I actually think that's super fascinating. The Lance Leipold ties. Jim Leonard want to beat Lance. Oh, boy. This actually has me pretty fired up. I don't know what the guaranteed rate bowl is, but, geez, am I excited about it. Yeah, I don't even know where they play. I don't either. I would, I'm going to jump in on that as well. Best storyline in the country? Probably a little biased there, but like, it would be interesting. <laughs> I, I, I'd get into it. I think it'd be very fun for the Wisconsin fan, for the guys that are likes their coaching carousel and everything. I think people would get into that. Uh, let's do it. Let's. Let, I'm going to root for that that game now. If we get a game, I want it. Let's watch the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, which is going to be in like Idaho. And then, or wherever it is, and we're going to watch Lance Leipold take on Jim Leonard. I love it. Yeah, no disrespect to the guaranteed rate bowl, but that sounds like the type of bowl we're trending toward um, <laughs> this year. I would say, I'm going to say bad call. I think it's a great storyline. I just don't think it's the best storyline in the country. I think outside of Kansas and Wisconsin, no one would be that concerned about yeah. it. However, I would tune in as a very interested viewer and be really excited to watch it. It would make what would be an otherwise probably just kind of lame bowl game really fascinating. Last one, Hunter. And finally, his career, Graham Mertz, 22 interceptions on 675 attempts. Scott Tolzien in his whole career with Wisconsin, 18 interceptions on 602 attempts. Good call, bad call. We are too hard on Graham Mertz. Good call because Graham Mertz is good. Yes, he is. That's all I got. Good call. I think Graham Mertz is good. I think that uh, we can romanticize the past really easily and be hard on the present. So good call. Wow, that was beautiful. Well, mm. boy, you're <laughs> yeah. Brad is on fire this morning. That was deep. Yeah. That was deep. Yeah. Very deep. Is, he's been on fire. Wow, good for you. Well, he's been working from home. He got the new house. He's got the painters all over the place. Yeah, he's just been in like a constant state of contemplation I'm, this I'm week. I'm stewing in just thought, and I'm just, I need this outlet. <laughs> what? What if I was named Harry Potter? Yeah. Brad's sitting around, like, waiting, watching everybody paint the walls. Yeah. And he's like, what if I was Harry Potter? He's just <laughs> drinking. Coors Light at 10 in the morning on a Wednesday. <laughs> I wonder if there's a 51-year-old man somewhere named Harold Potter. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, Mertzy, we're too hard on Graham Mertz. Bad call. This is a kid. Ooh. This is a kid who pronounced before he came here that he was coming here to win a national title. You can talk all you want about recruiting stars and how many offers he had from everywhere else. He set the bar. And I want to hold him to it because I think that he's a talented guy. And I don't mean that as disrespect. It's like you realize your potential and then and then I'll clap for you. Right now, I think that you're on your way, but you got a lot of work to do. Brad Norman on fire. You're in fuego, my friend. That was well said. I, I, I looked at him like, what the hell? How's that a bad call? We are too hard on Graham Mertz. But that's really well said by Adam Mertz. Brad Norman, Colin Russo, I'm Alex Strove. Hanging out with you here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We're live at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. It's beautiful in here. No rain, no wind. We're, we're doing just fine here in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Enjoying our coffee. Hey, Carbon World Health, wonderful place here in the Madison area. It sets itself apart from typical run-of-the-mill gyms by offering 
offering a comprehensive approach to training that addresses all of your needs. Health, diet, fitness, hydration, vitamins, hormone optimization, recovery, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Their methods, proven to create sustainable transformational fitness and health gains. And if you're worried about your health safety, eh, you shouldn't be at Carbon World Health because it's medically supervised by Dr. Nestor Rodriguez, a board-certified physician and medical director who implemented the same safety standards as his hospital at Carbon World Health. Experience the difference today by signing up for Carbon World Health's six-week all-inclusive experience at a, an affordable cost. Go to their website, carbonworldhealth.com. Hour 2 ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day coming up right after this. The party continues. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. 